Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad you're joining us today, wherever you may be. My name is Craig Henson. I'm your host today, and I'm joined today by Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello, Craig. And Greenville Campus Pastor Reggie Smith. What's up, guys? Oh my God! How's everybody doing today? Mm, pretty good. You can it's tell Reggie's day. really beautiful good day. today. Reggie is Cold fired blue. up today, caffeinated, all of that <laughs> stuff, ready to roll, ready to roll. Y'all pray for us with Reggie in the room. It's... I'm so excited. You know, you know how professional Craig just sounds. Oh, I, I mean, he's just got, like Reggie. He's, he's got like... that radio. Yeah. What is your point? I can't even. Do you begin. have a point? I just want to be like you, Craig. Wow, that's scary. Um, hey, thanks for listening again. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, hey, y'all, we're talking today about this series, message series that we're in called Relationship Rehab. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it's been a little rough. It's been a little rough, and I think it's because all of us have some relationships that need work, that Maybe, maybe if even if they don't need full blown rehabilitation, we have relationships that we have to be working on. Yeah, most definitely, we have uh, challenging uh, people in our lives, and you know, like Reggie. I'm sorry, I just picked on this one. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, it, it was one of those that um, I honestly didn't want to do it. I didn't want to talk about it. I just was like, God, really. And then when you start studying what God did for us, you understand that this it's really what we can avoid. We have to pay attention to our relationships. We have to know how to deal with them. I think a lot of times we don't, and they get worse because of it. Um, I've I got a new revelation, I guess, through this of what God did for me. Right. You know, when you read about how He reconciled us to Him. It really does doesn't give us any right not to do the same, and I and I really got that. Um, and it was complicated for some. That man, you ought to have seen it. It I could tell people really struggled being here for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the arms were crossed pretty much across the board. You know that when you start talking about healing relationships and saying I'm sorry and, you know, trying to forgive, it's just so difficult. And and I could just see that in the people's faces. They didn't want to do that, or they've tried it, and it didn't work. And I think getting a clear perspective on what God asked us to do as Christians, I think that was very important, that regardless of where you've been hurt or what's happened to you, there is something that a Christian is required to do. Um, how we were required to live. And basically, Paul called it's a command, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to love, command to forgive. And forgiveness is a choice. We learned that the first week. And uh, I'll be honest, I didn't want to do that. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, God, you know, I'll, I'll try to forgive them, but you take care of them and leave me out of it. You know, but I think God wants us to try a little harder maybe. Uh, to love a little, I guess, harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm not going to lie. It's very difficult to do. And just tried to get some insight from the Bible, the blueprint of what the Bible had for us when it comes to relationships. 
How can we love those who hurt us? How can we do that? Is it possible to repair a broken relationship? I believe it is. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think you did a great job with both of these first two messages, Brian. And one of the things that, that you talked about in the messages, but that you and I talked about before the series started, is that it feels like in the church, in Christianity, like that we've kind of stopped at forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've kind of let ourselves and other people off the hook where, when it comes to restoring and reconciling the relationship. We've just kind of stopped at forgiveness. Yeah, that was a very um, awesome thing to, to understand. Um, you know, we talked about forgiveness is just the um, half of the equation. But we, we, we think someone hurt us. Well, I've forgiven them in my heart, but I still hate them. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know... <laughs> For me, that's not really forgiveness. Right. That's just, you know, and I think Christianity has gotten to that point to where we, we've kind of shrunk the gospel to just forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't, he just didn't forgive us. He reconciled us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, is enlightening and scary because there's some relationships I really just don't want to reconcile. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And. I think there are those we talked about it Sunday that may be in abusive relationships or been hurt physically or something that those maybe are too dangerous to reconcile. We weren't talking about those. Mm -hmm. Those are just kind of a disclaimer there that, you know, there may be some relationships you just don't need to. It's just dangerous. Abusive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about relationships where you know you're not in danger with those who hurt you. Um, but you know, learning forgiveness seems very simple. It is a choice. First is the first step to reconciliation. You have to forgive. And I think it does stop there. I, I know for me, it did for many years and I still struggle with it. You know, I, I forgive them, but you know, you don't know that until you see them in Walmart. Right. Or yeah. somewhere else. And you're like, oh, I don't think I forgot. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. still as mad as I ever was. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what, to me, it's it's a prison that if you don't learn to reconcile or in some way, you're always being imprisoned by your um, bitterness and anger. And I, I can't live that way. Not anymore. Yeah, it's a popular term in our culture across the board now, but those things trigger us, yes, right? Yes, we're, We get triggered, and we're like, oh, maybe I still have a lot of work to do here. Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, you go back to the Holy Spirit will um, help us understand how much he's forgiven us. If we go back through life and look at all the things we've done that were wrong, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> when I think about forgiveness, I go, well, we're, if we don't forgive, we poison ourselves. is how I sort of look at it. Mm-hmm. And it continues as long as we don't forgive. It's just a poison, and the poison causes us to turn bitter, and then that's an outward thing toward other people, and it's just not good. And I go back to even as kids, how did we handle uh, those times when things didn't work out in the front yard or the backyard? <laughs> When you're playing football or playing softball and everybody got mad at each other and wanted to punch each other and then parents would come out and go, well, you got to go home. And then, you know, we wanted to benefit ourselves. So as soon as we could, we'd come back together. 
So we'd sort yeah. of forget about all those things. Well, I was taught as a 10, 12-year-old, if they didn't agree with you, you hit them. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, that's what the guys did. I didn't go smack yeah. girls around. Right. But I did get smacked by one a couple of times. <laughs> but but I remember my brothers just, I wouldn't take that. Go out there and beat them up. Okay. I never thought a thing about it. It was just a way of life, and that's how I dealt with conflict. Mm-hmm. And I think that does resonate as you get older. You're not going to talk to me like that. I'm going to st- stand up for myself. Yeah. And that's that mentality. Right. But but that I'll even go back to, you know, <laughs> my wife says I still need counseling for things that happened to me in the past. But you think about there was a guy who punched me at the locker. Him and him and the buddy were coming down being cool and punched me in the back, and I, I'll never forget how bad that hurt. And and I turned around and they were just like they were the coolest guys in the school, mm-hmm. but th- but yet when this guy was he lived close to me, so when he wanted to play ball he'd call me up and let's play ball. But when he was at school he was so that I always remember, but I had to forgive him over time. I mean I just had to forgive him, and and I'm still talking about it today. But I hope this yeah. guy's doing well. Hadn't seen him since. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. but that but as we become adults and as we have day-to-day things and we see people out like you said earlier uh for me i've i've got to make sure that it's all right you know as as much as it depends on me that i heap hot coals of kindness to other people because because i go back to what jesus did for us i go back to how he gave everything for us and Mm -hmm. we didn't do anything for him and we're we're just a bunch of idiots right yeah and and his the reason he went to the cross and the reason for the resurrection is so that we could be restored mm-hmm. to the That's Father. Right. That's right. The relationship could be stored with yeah. with God the Father. And Brian, you gave us this great imagery of the cross, mm-hmm. that there's a vertical beam and a horizontal beam. Yeah. And I know, at least for people in my life group, mm-hmm. that so far... That's that's part of the imagery that's really stuck with them. Yeah, it did with me, too. Um, understanding that vertical part, reconciling to God... I think I think I said this Sunday. I can't love you properly mm-hmm. unless I get that vertical relationship right, mm-hmm. and you know, and then I can love horizontally. I can love those around me. That, that stuck with me too. Every time I look at a cross, I think about that now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm good with you, God. But I think that's where we stop mm-hmm. as Christians. That's where we stop. We reconcile with God. I'm good with you, God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to church and reading my Bible. I forgive them in my heart. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing anything horizontally. We we have what was it I've heard always said this. I think my mom said this. You're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think the church has become that way in a lot of ways. I'm not gonna say everybody, but I think um, we tend to isolate ourselves in that religious vein when we need to be yeah. horizontal. You know, and and I love that verse. I don't know if you put that on there, Second Corinthians. I just alluded uh, to it. I didn't put the full verse on there. Well, the one, the message version, I think, says we are, our job is to persuade men and women to drop their differences yeah. and reconcile them to God. I'm like, okay, that's our job. Right. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's what we're required to do, not just as pastors, but as Christians mm-hmm. and, and that, peacemakers, I guess, you know. Yeah. And Paul uses that word ambassador or representative oh, yeah and he he he's he, alluding to the fact that that we're the only change agents here on earth now like yeah. we're i mean obviously the holy spirit but we're we're the ones to carry that mm-hmm. reconciliation 
Yeah, and I think we need to be aware of that in everything we do, you know. Um, but it does start, you know, even with our close relationships, even with my family. You know, mm-hmm. I love my brother. If I can't forgive my brother, it's going to be hard to do that anywhere. Um, but for me, it was it was very um, enlightening to know that forgiveness is not where it, stop, it stops. There, there is... There is reconciliation that needs to happen. And I think I told a story of someone that that happened to me recently that I thought I'd never speak to him again. But just long story short, God reconciled that. Not not something that was even expected, not intended. Uh, I think sometimes God kind of does that. Mm -hmm. He puts them in our path. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to put them in your path. Now it's up to you. To do what you need to do, and I think that's time does help. That I think sometimes sure. um, perspective and looking at the other side. Sometimes I think we talked about that Sunday that you need to you need to start with you. Yeah, um, and that's hard sometimes because I think I I talked about it Sunday. It's really difficult to not look at what they did to you most of the time, and I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves here today. No, that's but, right. You, you, uh, got, you guys both alluded to maybe the tools or the lack of tools we were giving, given mm-hmm. in our upbringing yeah. uh, for repairing and restoring relationships. And Brian, you talked about the C4 method, with, with the, which is what most of us, I think, yeah. default to. And this is great. It's Andy Stanley's uh, message from years ago. Uh, he talked about the C4 method, and that's what you're thinking, Reggie. Uh, I'm going to ask you all which one you are in a minute, but... C4 is like the you know most powerful explosive, plastic explosive on the planet. And he said, we use these four C's to try to manage relationships. And I went down those. First one, for me, uh, I think this was close to me, convince someone. I'm trying to convince you mm-hmm. that, that you're wrong and I'm yeah, right. right. And I do everything I can, you know, to do that, you know, emails, whatever, texts, articles, whatever it takes uh, to convince you and then hopefully convict you. Right. That you'll, you know, like, oh, yeah, he is right. I'm going to apologize. And um, I, that doesn't seem to work either. And then this one coerced them, which threatened <laughs> them. I've done that where, you know, well, if you're not going to see it my way, then I'm done with you. Yeah. You know, maybe that'll do it. And then the last one's control. And, you know, I think we do that too. We try to, make people do things or see things our way and we get aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. I think the example, I'm trying to remember the example on Sunday was um, instead of getting, we try to get back at them instead of getting back to them. And when we had that prayer, wait a minute, I want to get a whole, I want to get ahead of ourselves. Okay. No, you can take it wherever you want. I, I want to know which one are you, Reggie? I'm a persuader. I don't. That ain't. I didn't see influence. Was this? So I, I do try to convince. I, <laughs> I'm, I'd I'm be one. You. I'd be yeah. one to convince. Yeah. I, yeah, see I that. want you. I want you to see how mm-hmm. it how it really is. Yeah. And especially if you're right a lot. Yeah. Then I'm going to let you understand. I'm going to show you why I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to pray them. I'll, I'll you're pray. Say, God, show them they're wrong. Show them all the kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then God, He'll go. Well, I can help you with that, but I'll take care of them. <laughs> let's let's you and I work on what. I, even yeah. after I, I always go back to you know when I first got married, six months into it, and I'm like, God, can you help her out? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Good luck with can that. You, yeah. Can you please fix her? 
And then, man, I heard it so clear. I'll take care of her. I'm going to fix you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I understand first year of marriage. I I thought I had it together. Boy, I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think all the men are there. All the men are there, for (laughs) sure. You know, it's all about fixing her. Yeah. Hey, I you're, I know you're going to ask me, Brian. This is a gut punch for me because I okay. do all four. Yeah. Uh, you guys and the people that know me know that how much I like to be right. But ultimately, I do all those first three things so that I can control people. Mm-hmm. And so I I really spend a lot of time processing that because I that's pretty much what I do to people. Mm-hmm. I do all four of them. Um, but ultimately, my goal is to control people. And uh, I'm trying to grow out of that too. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, is that something because of the way you were raised, or is it is it a trait? Yeah, uh, I think instinct. Yeah, I think it is, and yeah. I think that um, it's it's a lot about how I was raised, and and my my counselor and I are unpacking a lot of this. Yeah, preacher's kid stuff, huh. being under the yeah. spotlight, always having to perform, which leads me to this this desire for excellence and it, it's mm-hmm. it's complicated stuff but it's like you got to do it my way because my way is the right way yeah and everybody will be happy if you just do my what i tell you to do you know i'm with you i struggle i struggle with that i, I mean i really do believe that i'm right yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah in most things i'm like I, I don't need to think that but i believe i'm right and you're wrong yeah and and god's working on me too he's like you need to look inside your heart don't you don't know what I'm doing? You're not paying attention to me, Brian. You need to pay attention to what am I doing? And that that's kind of I think we talked about it a little bit. Uh, what did we say it was? Um, Self awareness in some ways. Yeah. Learning who you are. Yeah. Learning why you act the way you do. See, I know why I get very defensive and sensitive. My dad was that way. You knew my dad, Reggie. Mm-hmm. And if you talk down to him. You might want to walk away. Yeah. You might get pinned up against the wall. Mm. He would run you over in a tractor mm. because he had a pride issue. When he was growing up, he had nothing. Yeah. People, and, and he he was not going to be treated that way. I worked for everything I got. You're not going to talk to me like that's the, that kind of. So I kind of grew up. In some ways, I'm kind of proud of that. And sure, that yeah. I'm going to stand up. But I don't know if that's des- necessarily as a Christian, that's not, we're not portraying Christ. Christ, Christ never lost his peace. I don't know if y'all know that. Right. He always had peace. That's right. And so it doesn't give us a right to, to anything. Yeah. You know, and, but that's a constant thing for me, especially on the golf course. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or anywhere. Or like I said, Sonny, if you mess with my kid, I mean, I have that, I have to honestly be controlled at all times of my thoughts. I have to really work at it yeah. to keep myself from losing it. Mm-hmm. You that way, Reggie? Well, you just go back to that. It's a daily thing. If I, yeah, if if I haven't spent time with God, you probably don't want to be around me. <laughs> yeah. And I even tell my daughter that. Yeah, don't 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 come early in the morning until Reggie's had his God time, <laughs> yeah. my coffee time, my God time, and yeah. the armor's up because yeah. it might not be it might not go well for you. And yeah. I I, re- I say that jokingly, but it is the truth. And I, a while ago, you guys were talking about. The vertical horizontal, I was thinking about how God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And then what? Love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself. That's that that horizontal right. part. Yeah. And then as I'm working on things that 
maybe I've had a problem with somebody. I love this this verse that you put in there, Sunday, Brian. It says, bear with each other and forgive mm-hmm. one another. And if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you, Colossians 3.13. Mm-hmm. So if we forgive as the Lord forgave us, ooh, yeah, that's like I guess we better forget anything that ever happened to us. Yeah, and I like that bear part. It's yeah, like, that, mm-hmm. you know that. Um, I guess the reason that is there because people can be a bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, including us. You know, bear with me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, learning to forgive like God forgave you. I mean, you really look at it. Um, we didn't deserve it. We did not deserve it. And. You know, we were, what I think I heard him say, somebody say, we were the rebel, we were rebel race Yeah, that turned our back on God, and God, you know, he wouldn't let that go. He, he came yeah. and reconciled us. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, learning, learning to forgive beyond forgiveness, that next step to reconciliation is where I've really struggled, you know, because of, I feel like I'm losing when I do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just bending and letting them win. And, you know, and then you got to go back to that thing. God says, I am your avenger. I don't think my motive should be God get them. Right. <laughs> but it does help to know that God sees the injustice. That's right. And he will, he will bring to pass what needs to happen. But as far as for me, mm-hmm. that, that Romans verse, mm-hmm. you know, if it's impossible with you, yeah. live at peace with everyone. That's and that right. really stuck to me. That it's me. Well, I'm he, the problem. He <laughs> says he's our vindicator. Yeah. And out of, out of all the stuff I've been through, he always kept coming back. I'm your vindicator. You just trust yeah. me with it. Just trust me. So I, I just had to put all my trust in him because mm-hmm. I, I can't tell everybody, here's what happened, here's what's going on, here was the situation. If I could, yeah, I'd line them all up and let's have a one-on-one. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, there's too many people. There's too many people who had a problem with me in the past. Yeah. I'll just be honest, yeah. and 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 I go, okay, well, God, you're my vindicator, and if and if they need to know the truth, and I know you'll help them to understand that. Mm-hmm. But you said in Ephesians four thirty one, get rid of all bitterness, mm-hmm. rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. So I can't have any of that against any people who even don't know the truth. Like like that was my concern. Everybody doesn't, they don't know the whole truth of what, what that situation was. Mm-hmm. But I have to yeah. be okay that God's my vindicator. As long as my audience is him, you've heard that audience of one. Okay, yeah. so I'll stand before him. I'm not going to stand before them when I take right. my last breath. It's, it's me and God. Yeah. I think it's difficult because we, we have those, the slander part. I know growing up my life, all my life, that's been such a, yeah. you know, your friends, they start talking and you're going to start talking. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's the end of the world. It may not even be true. Right, you know. So, again, we I I got to pay attention. I got to be in control of me, so I don't allow that to happen. And don't and bitterness. My goodness, that's I've had to pray that out of my heart. You know, so many times, Reggie. You know, we've been doing ministry. You've oh, been yeah, doing for ministry sure. thirty years. Yeah. We, we, there's plenty of people I'm to. sure out there, maybe even listening, that care nothing for us, <laughs> because we probably said something or did something we shouldn't have. You know, we're not perfect, yeah. you know, but but my goal is that they understand that I don't want any regrets. That's I don't right. want to live yeah. a life of yeah. regrets. That's I want right. to say I'm sorry. I, I, I love right. you, and I, wanted, 
I want to be right with God and right with men. Same here. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to mm-hmm. sleep at night. That's right. And for many years, I did not. I did not want that. I wanted vengeance. Yeah. And come to find out there's no freedom in that. Nope. Mm-hmm. There's only freedom in love and forgiveness. Love, love, love. And if reconciliation can happen, there's even more freedom there. There is a, is a better miracle mm-hmm. when God can restore, mm-hmm. um, especially... I mean, if you got some true enemies, yeah. I mean, that's a miracle. Right. Uh, but I wanted to share this, uh, and I know I'm taking. No, over you're good. Me, but I am passionate about this. Absolutely. But the one thing we did, I thought, resonated really, really big with so many people, was that prayer we did For sure. at the first week. I mm-hmm. still hear about it. People are still asking me about it. Um, where we we said this prayer. It's a two-part prayer. First part was, Heavenly Father, let me see them, that person you're dealing with, yes, and you know whoever it may be, let me see them the way you see them. And I've I've started I started doing that a long time ago, and it's really helped me when I start seeing people the way tool. God sees them. Yeah. Okay, I see that they're broken. I see that they're they need God. And the next one's really what got me. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Man. Was Heavenly Father, help me feel toward them what you feel. Mm. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But when I start praying that and I start understanding, and this is the question I think that it really resonated. Do you believe God is angry with that person? Yeah. Mm. Do you? I would say if you've been in church, you understand God's love. He's not angry with them. That's mm-hmm. right. You're angry with them. Mm-hmm. They're his kid. Yeah, he They're loves them. Sometimes you go, I can't imagine him loving them. Oh, I know. <laughs> You've thought that in the past. Yeah, I can't I mean, imagine God, God loving them, but he God, you love them. them? How, how's that possible? Because yeah. he's God. That's right. <clears throat> and he said, I love you. <laughs> and you're, mm-hmm. you're no better. Mm-hmm. But understanding, when I started doing that, you know, on a consistent basis, God starts changing you. And, and I think I said it's a game changer because it's a heart changer. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah. change your heart. You'll see people differently. And when you feel, and I love this, when you feel toward them what God feels toward them, you'll move toward them. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that statement because it's so true. And no matter what their response is, because it may not be yeah. like you want it to be, mm-hmm. he says, be kind, be tenderhearted. Mm-hmm. That's I, a big deal. I had somebody ask me this question uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. What do I do? We reconciled once. They did it again. What do I do? What I I said, so what did you do before? Well, I forget, forgave, and I said, you need to do that again. again. You mean I got to keep doing it? Yes, you got to keep doing it. It never stops. You forgive, and you move toward them, and you understand how God feels about it. Now, I'm not saying be a doormat or anything. I'm not saying be abused or nothing like that. But I think... That's a hard thing when it's consistently. Well, the disciples ask him how many times. How many times? Seven yeah. times seventy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot. And if he continues to forgive us, we expect him. How many times we ask God forgiveness? Yeah, every day. Yeah, every so five I, minutes. I need, help, I need help today. I, but a, I, but I told him, I said, this is if you do that, this mm-hmm. is about you having freedom, right? Because you're doing what you're supposed to do. If they never. Say I'm sorry if they never come back around. Mm-hmm. That's not on you. That's right. Yeah. See, this is not about the result necessarily all the time, 
if I do this, then they'll say they're sorry. I mean, again, you're trying to manipulate it. You're trying to control yeah. it. You're trying to coerce or convince. But sometimes it's saying, I'm sorry or forgive me, even when you weren't the person that that was in the wrong. Yes. Yeah. Because I think back to those, I mean, yeah, I could line them up. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, don't, did you say this Sunday, you line them up, you, you write them down, you let's make sure all these are right. That I don't have any unforgiveness mm-hmm. in my heart towards them. Yeah. And that no matter what their response, I'm going to love them because God loved me first. It, it always comes back to you. Yep. Yeah. That was that message. Son. That's yeah, that's good. where you went Sunday to Matthew 7. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe one of the most well-known passages of Scripture, even by people that don't follow Jesus and don't mm-hmm. go to church and don't really know the Bible. That whole idea of... You're looking at the speck of sawdust, sawdust in the other person's eye mm-hmm. when you have a beam, mm-hmm. you know, a two-by-four st- sticking out of your own eye. Mm-hmm. And, and it really does have to start with us. And then you gave us this other great picture about the pie. Yeah, that was fun. That was such a good pie, that pecan, pecan. <laughs> that was a debate, pecan or pecan. What was it, Reggie? It's a pecan. It's pecan. It's pecan. Okay. It is. And I know, and I know you really wanted to do that just so you could eat that pie. I did. And you should have, you know, if I'd have been here, I'd have, yep. I'd have came up on stage with you and eaten a pie. And you're trying to do keto, but I had That's an excuse. A keto pie. That's right. You know, God was going to take all the carbs day. out. The pecans <laughs> are good for you, Brian. <laughs> they are. But it, it was a, um, I'd seen that illustration with a drawing and, you know, how you'd have a couple and you're counseling them and, and the pie represents the conflict. So you would ask the husband, what is your piece of, or portion of the conflict? And he cut like a, you know, I don't know, quarter slice out of the pie. And then you'd ask the wife, and then she would cut a piece out of his slice and say, no, you know, this is how much I am responsible for, like 2%. He's responsible for 98%. And the point of that really was what Jesus was saying. It doesn't really matter whose fault it is or how much. It might be 98% their fault, but that's not what I want you to focus on. Why do you keep looking at what they did? I want you to look at what you did, yeah. what your part of the problem is. You know, it may not be anything, but you still need to look at you. For sure. You, what can I do? How can I move yeah. forward in forgiveness? And But it was interesting that most people can't do that, and I'm included with that. Right. Yeah, it's it's tough. hard for me to look at what I did. I didn't do much. They did it all. It's really hard to do. Very important. That's what Jesus is saying, I believe. You can't fix anything until you fix you. Until you get you right and reconcile with me. You know. Yeah. Then you threw this little dagger at us. The mature person makes the first move. <laughs> yeah, the most mature person makes the first move. And I'm like, mm, should I say that? Because I'm going to have to own up to that. Yeah. That's a hard one. I don't know what that is for most people. Um, I don't think you can do that without God. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think agree. that's possible in your willpower without the Spirit of God. Um, I, 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 that's what I have to have. I have to know I'm right with God and know I can say something to someone without losing it, without going yeah. and blowing it up with a C4, mm-hmm. you know, because it takes humility. To be the most humble person, most humble person, most mature person, you got to be the most probably humble. Probably the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've got to get to that point. That's what I love about Jesus. 
because step out. He he was always, I mean, the example for us. No matter what happened yeah. to him and all the things that people did to him, he was always at peace and always loving. You know, maybe not with the Pharisees so much. Um, right, but. He had his reasons for that. Yeah, basically this issue was the reason. And this is what oh, you yeah. said on Sunday, yeah. that self-righteousness is self-sabotage. Yeah, and, and that's why Jesus got so angry, I think. With he's, them, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's the one that called them out, snakes and vipers and sons of Satan or whatever, sons of hell. And yeah. Because he understood, and I understand it more now, that self-righteousness is really what we battle with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right. I read my Bible today. Did you read yours? <laughs> yeah. I'm right. You know, and so we don't we don't move toward people. We move away from that. And that struggle to be right is so strong. Um but I don't think I don't think that's what we can we can't live that way. We'll never ever reconcile relationships with a self righteous attitude. We'll push people away, we'll make them mad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've learned that. You know that for for me that goes back to that is God angry with them a little bit, mm-hmm. because that that statement has actually helped me the last couple of weeks, Brian. As I've as I've thought about what's happening culturally, is God angry with them? You know, yeah. we know He hates sin. Yeah, is he, is he more angry with with their sin than He is my sin? Mm-hmm. Is He angry at them? Is He angry at me? And that. That's that's helped me even not just from an individual perspective, but from a, a cultural perspective. That's good. Like my 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 deal isn't to worry about where they sit with God. My my deal right. is to be an ambassador, an agent of reconciliation, yeah. where I have that opportunity. So that that that's even helped me as I as I see the world, not just individuals. Yeah. That's good. Great. Yeah, I see it better too, understanding how God sees the world, mm-hmm. how God feels about yeah. it. The worst person in the world, how God feels about them. Yeah. For God so loved the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that'll put it in perspective for you. Like how should I love people? Well, there you go. you got to love them like Jesus did, and that's difficult sometimes. I think the one thing that brings us to the self-righteousness and self-sabotage is this. This is the key right here, I think, for everybody listening Self-awareness unlocks the door to reconciliation. Understanding who you are, mm-hmm. how you think, how you feel, your relationship with God, and looking at what we call the blind spot, that weakness. Well, I don't have any. I'm sure you do. We all have a weakness, and I think that's where we can help one another. That's hard sometimes, you know, to say, Reg, you shouldn't, you know, sometimes when you talk, you're a little bit arrogant. You need to work on that. <laughs> You know, I actually, yeah. honestly, I have that issue. Yeah. And my too. wife has made it clear to me. She said, sometimes when you say things, you just sound like you know everything. It's like mm. you something. Mm. I'm like, really? I'm just, I'm not really trying to do that. Right. I'm just confident. Yeah. But she said, but no, you, it came across kind of like you somebody. I'm like, oh, okay, so how should I say it? But don't say it like that, you know. And so that learning to understand who you are and how you may try to control or you may try to say things. And I think being self-aware that, you know, that is, got, I've got to pay attention to what people are telling me to understand how to treat people better, how to love people better. 
Um, Thank God for godly and good wives to help oh, us with yeah. our self-awareness, you, right? <laughs> yeah, she tells me exactly like <laughs> it is. the same. <laughs> They're the best. I'll listen Thank to her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, this has been a great series, and Eddie's going to wrap us up on Sunday. Uh, any other thoughts about where we've uh, come so far? Uh, this has been a great series. Reggie, you going to love better? I'm just – I think self-awareness is the is the key. Yeah. And, and the closer I get to Jesus, the, the closer mm-hmm. I can love people like I'm supposed to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and understanding for me that what God did for you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that reconciliation that God provided for you so you could love the world. And that, that is, for me, that changed my perspective on my, I've always been in ministry, well, always, but 30 years. Yeah. And I've never understood, I've never saw that. I don't know why, but I knew what God did for me. But sometimes we get in that little vein mm-hmm. of right, yeah. religion, and we don't understand that relationships restored. You know, is is the example of what Jesus did for you, and that's what we have to do for others. And we are His ambassador. That's right, we are, and we should. I'll say this, and I know we got to go, but oh, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I know everybody that's listening. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe you're on the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you are, but I know you've been hurt. I know somebody's treated you unfair. That's right. right. I know that you're probably right. You know, but I want to challenge you to do this prayer. Pray this prayer for those who have hurt you. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, help me see them the way you see them. Yeah. Help me feel toward them the way you feel toward them. And I promise you, if you'll start that today with that person, that God will, will change you. He'll change your heart, and you will move toward them. So that's my challenge today for you today, and, and I'm praying God will help you, um, help you forgive, help you move beyond forgiveness to reconciliation. And so, awesome. We're believing for reconciliation today. It's a game changer, Brian. Thanks for bringing it to us. Hey, and thanks to all of you that are listening again Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And you can find us on social media, at Marathon Church. Email us at info at marathonchurch.org. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can find them on our YouTube channel, at Marathon Church. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.